Welcome back, welcome back, Baby Talks IG Live edition. I have a new episode with a new guest, Danielle Gray. Danielle Gray Fit. She's an entrepreneur, the founder of Train Like a Gymnast. She's a coach and a trainer, and also a fitness model. So she's going to come on, we're going to discuss, we're going to talk about life, um, opportunity, why she quit her job to go pursue her passion. It's going to be a great discussion. Join us, listen in. And uh, we'll be right with you. Oh, there she is. Hey. 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 Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm good. How are you? I'm phenomenal. Happy Monday. Thank you for coming on Bigger Talks IG Live Edition. Um, yeah, welcome. So, Daniel Gray, Danielle Gray, fit, um, the founder of Train Like a Gymnast, um, entrepreneur, fitness trainer, coach. Can you just give the people listening and people who will, will, will watch just a background on who you are and what yeah. you're all about? Yeah. So I've been a gymnast since I was four. And uh, throughout, you know, my, my competitive career, I was like, I wanted to go to college and the Olympics for it and everything. Um, but I had a bad attitude, you know. So it was, it was, it was a lot of um, just kind of emotional maturity that got me to where I am now and I you know retired from gymnastics because it wasn't the right environment for like with coaches and teammates and all of that and I dove into like acting and voiceover and dance and all that fun stuff and learned a lot about myself <clears throat> focused on college when I was in college and kind of stumbled into pole fitness and aerial arts and I realized I can use my gymnastics background to do other things which was really like mind-blowing because I guess we're not taught that when we're in sports like yeah. yes it applies to other things and then um you know I had a desk job after college and I was still doing you know aerial arts and pole fitness and I was getting so stressed out I was realizing that why am why am I stressing so much about my clients uh accounts and I'm like crying in the bathroom and I'm you know it's not that important in the grand scheme of life, but it's like blowing my mind. Um, so when they offered me a promotion, I was like, I don't want to lead them on like that. This is what I want to do with my life. And, you know, I was forgetting to pick up my checks at the gymnastics gym and forgetting that I was getting paid to train people. And I was like, okay, this is probably my passion. So I should follow it. <laughs> and I turned down that promotion and I dove headfirst into the fitness industry. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't have a strategy. I'm just hopefully not going to be homeless. Like, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and that was six years ago, five, six years ago. And it's turned out pretty, pretty good. I uh, yeah. signed yeah. with one of the top modeling agencies in the country in their fitness division at only five foot four. So I'm like, oh, struggling. really? Yeah. I'm you seem taller. You seem about like five seven, five eight. Interesting. Good. That's what I'm trying to <laughs> photograph as. Um, but yeah, so I I work with brands like Reebok and Nike and Fabletics and Lorna Jane and all that you know fun stuff. And yeah, started my own company and show, I'm showing people how they can use. For me, it's gymnastics, right? Train like a gymnast using gymnastics conditioning flexibility to stay in shape to have fun to keep moving you don't have to just go to a gym or just run outside like there's so much more you can do to stay fit 
physically, but also mentally, because there's yeah. there's a whole component there too. <laughs> it can, yeah, it can be complex. But first of all, congratulations on a six year departure from uh, you know Thank the you. old life to the new life, and I yeah. think that says a lot in the world of people who want to chase their dreams, who have right. aspirations to become something and do something. And I think what I've experienced with people is that they want all the information or they want all the money or they want everything to make sense before they make a decision. Mm. You felt something and you made a decision and then the universe aligned to what you needed at the time, right? right. And so I think, you know, training like a gymnast could also be something that you can compare like, or how can you compare training like a gymnast, being a gymnast from four years old to now to life? How, yeah. when you started out, right, as a gymnast, as a young child, like you were learning, you probably had pitfalls and failures and setbacks and hardships, but then yeah. it became so natural, right? It become a passion, it becomes something effortless, something magnificent that you love without even trying to love it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're just doing it. You're in it. You, you're, you're the it of gymnastics. And I think we put so much value on like what we want for our success, relationship, and we forget, what is it that I'm great at? Right. What is it that I'm good at? That's huge. Like I also do business mentoring with like people who want to turn a side passion into their like career or their life. Yeah. And so often it's and especially for women it's really hard when i ask the question what are you good at what are your gifts what are your talents they're like i don't know <laughs> i'm like <"Think>, like <laughs> can be, i'm organized i you know know how to do this like there is so much that you can figure out cuz we all have gifts and talents but i want everyone to imagine a world right where everybody is living their best self they are super like pumped to wake up every day because they get to do what they love and it's i think it's possible there just has to be a lot of like reorganization and restructuring in the world like there are people who love driving i don't like driving but if you love driving then maybe like trucking is for you i just saw a truck so i was thinking like <laughs> you know there are things that you know people love cleaning there's some people that hate cleaning and if we're all doing the things that we love to do or we can experiment and figure out even with train like a gymnast like oh i didn't even know that this is i love moving my body this way i love being able to do a handstand or be upside down it blows my mind that there are some people in this world who live their entire life and die without ever have going upside down like to me that's just like what like you're constantly upright elaborate like, on that terminology because that could be a <laughs> metaphor it could be an analogy so live yeah. their life without being upside down. Can you kind of like elaborate on that from a literal perspective right. and just from universal perspective, please? Yeah. So literal perspective, I mean, you've literally never had your feet over your head, right? On purpose or <laughs> accidentally, <laughs> right? So there's, right. there's that. It just, yeah. It's crazy, right? But you can turn that into there are some people in this world who will and it's interesting because I travel a lot to Utah and I've talked a lot with, with people and the cultural differences there too. Just there are people in this world who will live their entire lives on this planet in this form of ourselves who have never, uh, you know, tried to start a business or who have never, well, just done something because 
they either thought they couldn't do it, they uh, thought it, you know, it wasn't possible in their environment, they thought they wouldn't be supported. Um, you know, even LGBTQ, we can think about like, there are people who never fully came out, like, because they thought they wouldn't be accepted. There's so many different, uh, like, ways to make it a metaphor for living your life and not ever experiencing something like that. So for me, I'm just turning it into handstands, but it, I show people like, oh, I can teach you a backflip in a couple of hours. And people yeah. are like, whoa, if I can learn a backflip in a day, what else can I do? That's, that's my. Yeah. And, 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 that, and it's, it, it's so important to know that to move forward, sometimes you might have to be upside down or you have to go backwards, right? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes backwards is like a new start, a rebirth to uh -huh. something greater, to something new, to shift your paradigm and say, you know what? I'm making money over here. Or I like this relationship, but I'm not really happy. Right. So what is life about? Right. And I believe, like what you said, I think life is about going after something you know you can do, even if you don't have the plan in mind or the assets or resources to make it make sense monetary, right? Because right. we always I got to have money. I got to eat. I got to survive. Like, yes, we understand that. And I think the underlying thing to kind of keep that, that passion going is the faith you have, right? Right. Because I know, for instance, if, you know, I invited you to an event and I asked you to do some gymnastic things, you wouldn't think twice, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if somebody who's not comfortable, they might, you know, hesitate, right. reluctant to do it. And that's right. okay. Because when right. you start a business, when you start your passion in a new area, you're not supposed to have the answer, right? You're not mm -hmm. supposed to have it all figured out. There's a process. So I think what you're doing and what you're amplifying for others is say, listen, guys, I know you want to make money. I know there's something inside of you because it, it wasn't me. I started my own company. I signed with one of the biggest model agencies in the world. And I'm with big brands doing the things I love yeah. because I made a decision. Mm -hmm. That was it. I had yeah. a feeling I made a decision and it got me this far and you six years removed from your corporate job. So what I want to ask you, like growing up, who or what was your inspiration to be who you are today? Was it like your father, your mother, uh, an athlete, an entertainer? Like who inspired you to be great and to be this powerful, multi-passionate entrepreneur? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I grew up only child, single parent. So my mom was always like very, very right. Like I, I, I idolized her and um, I saw that she could do it on her own. So I always had that kind of level of independence. And I always knew that like, if I want to get something done, it's up to me, like I got to do it. And she taught me that. And she also introduced me to travel. So I got like the concept of different cultures and, and just had a, a worldly perspective. Um, even though where I grew up was kind of like a little bubble. Where are you from, by the way? I'm from Manhattan Beach, California. Okay, got it. Yeah, Manhattan yeah. Beach. Nice um, <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> Gotta get um, there. <laughs> yeah, and I just, it, it's, we didn't even talk about like diversity. That's a whole different conversation. But yeah. Um, yeah, she was, she was my inspiration for like independence, right? And then in the athletic sense, it was a lot of, you know, just Olympians and high level gymnasts that I was like, okay, like, I would watch the Olympics before I'd go to um, 
you know, practice, like I'd have it recorded on VHS and I just play it and then watch them go and pretend like I was them and all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. uh, but, but in an entrepreneurial sense, I didn't have any real example. So it was, it was very interesting. I only started getting into it. Um, like honestly, a few years ago when I started my business and I've just learned kind of on my own and I've tried to find mentors. Um, and I, I do a lot of personal development and that is what kind of has gotten me to grow because as I grow, the business can grow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because I did not, I never pictured myself being entrepreneurial. I have a problem with authority, which is probably why yeah, I have. So let's talk about that. Let's, you know, let's kind of put an onion back on that because you spoke on attitude and authority. Uh -huh. What uh -huh. do you think that comes from and why for you? I honestly am still like trying to figure this out because I never, I don't know if it comes from like being sensitive, but I never really liked people telling me that I was doing something wrong. Not in the sense of like, oh, I'm always right. But if someone would tell me I'm doing something wrong, I would like cry. And it was just like, it was, I think the perfectionism um, that uh -huh. comes from gymnastics and everything. Ah, uh, that makes but I also wanted to be understood. Like, oh, Danny's not trying hard enough. So everyone do 10 push-ups. that kind of fun coaching um turns into it's not that i'm not trying hard enough i want it to be understood like i literally need help to be able to like lift up higher like i need you to understand help me be better i'm not doing this on purpose so a lot of it kind of came from that athletic background and i know people listening who you know maybe were soccer players or basketball players and their coaches conditioning them in different ways um and it's maybe not exact as gymnastics but especially dancers and cheerleaders they understand the perfectionism that comes along with it and that translates into how you learn in school that translates how do you work in your job that translates into your relationships it's it's a very very important foundation um so i think it came from there but in a good and a tricky did way. You, did your mom like, was your mom like critical of everything you did as a child? Was she hard on you? Did she held you to a, a standard that she thought you should live? And you always felt like there was never enough for her. And you're like, damn, I just did a cartwheel. Like, you know, like, you want me to do a <laughs> She had high standards. She had high expectations, but it wasn't that I was like never enough. <clears throat> it was, it was like, you're doing this, take pride in your work, like integrity, um, so I think that's kind of where it came from. The never enough might have honestly come from my dad. I'm not entirely sure. Um, Who was your relationship with your dad growing up? Were you guys close? Was he there? Did he, you know? We we saw each other like uh, every couple of months, maybe. And he was always like a friend. Like, it's like yeah. fun dad type of thing, you know? Um, so I think, you know, it, it just kind of turned into... I just want, I never wanted people to be disappointed in me because that felt like the ultimate letdown, you know? Like, I'm trying my hardest for this or I want to be good at this. Like, I wanted, I... You wanted to make people happy. Yes, but not in a people-pleasing way. It was yeah. more for, it was never my intention to hurt someone or make someone feel disappointed. Um, yeah. So then I would take that personally and that kind of is what, turn my whole kind of mental health 
journey into um, what it is. And, and I recently got this tattoo to oh, remind yeah, me it? to hold my darkness in my light. It's an avocado. Hey, avocado. <laughs> yeah. to, to hold my darkness in my light because I just went through like one of the darkest times in my life recently. Oh, um, and I've always kind of had depression. It kind of started when I was like 11 um mm -hmm. self-harm and stuff like that and it goes in waves and yeah. i was on medication in like 2015 and then um i was like i don't want to be on this i need to figure it out myself but then come like august september it was really bad this year and i had suicidal ideation i had a plan mm -hmm. i was i was literally just sitting on the floor not doing anything for days and yeah. it it just spiraled and then I texted my mom. I was like, hey, can you come over here and make sure I don't kill myself today? So wow. she came over, stayed with me the whole day. My dad came for a couple of hours. And she just, like, made sure that I was like, okay, go shower. Go do this. You know, here's food. Um, and it was it was crazy to have to, to text her that because, you know, I had just finished hosting a retreat. I had, you know, I have... A, so many great opportunities that are going on right now you know and then it's still like why are you feeling this way you shouldn't be feeling this way all those fun thoughts um yeah. but when I was starting to come out of it and I was getting help and I you know I'm back on medication to kind of regulate when I was trying to draw my emotions like how I was feeling one of the things um I was trying to draw an avocado but it ended up looking like a woman holding her machine but um i was like i'm not I'm trying I'm trying to go shadow <laughs> effect here um and so ultimately it was that like you're human you're allowed to have these thoughts and these feelings um so you you want to hold almost embrace your negative dark thoughts in love and light mm -hmm. instead of letting the darkness suppress the light if that makes sense and this you know I mean, God is great. Timing is everything. I believe in the timing of the universe. Um, I think we were supposed to connect and do an interview probably two weeks ago. And I was like, look, I'm busy. I have a lot going on. Let's do two weeks after. But I, did, I wasn't really paying attention to the dates. So right. it's interesting that you said that because yesterday I was at I Exposition saw. Park for right. Suicide Prevention. Yep. And we spoke on these topics and we spoke on, you know, suicide audition and um, I had a friend who, you know, a few months ago, I got a call that he was contemplating and having a crisis struggle with suicidal thoughts. Yep. And, you know, in this space for me, you know, having a platform, having a voice, um, some people know me on the show, I want to use my platform to give right. light to the dark. So when I spoke yesterday, I said, I believe that I'm chosen to be in the light, to put light into the dark spaces of our life. Mm -hmm. Because everyone can look good and be good and have followers and make money, but how do you feel, right? right? And where do our feelings come from? Where do these emotions come from? Who gives us our thinking? Who gives us our thoughts? What is our DNA? What does our ancestors say about the energy and spirit and DNA that we, we, we were, uh, were born in? And I, I'm so happy and thankful that you spoke about that and you were vulnerable and you were authentic. So I want to say thank you for doing that because that's powerful yeah. and that's a form of you healing right you know i always right. say the more we feel we the more we heal and i think you know as performers right as a gymnast as you know a model you have to perform you have to show mm -hmm. up 
And sometimes I tell my manager, I'm like, yeah, I would love that deal. And I'd love to do that. But I remember I have to show up. Mm -hmm. Right. right. And I think sometimes when you, you're always showing up, right? And you're always yep. doing your thing. No one thinks about what it takes to show up. They just say, oh, yeah, but you're beautiful. You're attractive. Like, you're strong. You're talented. You're an entrepreneur. You make decent money or whatever it is. And they right. don't take consideration that you're human. Mm -hmm. And you do have thoughts and emotions. So before that being said. I'm proud of like Simone Biles this year. I mean, honestly, yeah. a lot of people. You relate, right? Yeah. In the beginning, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's laying down her team. Like, why is she doing this? But then when you think about it, like, yeah. I mean, can you imagine being the face of the Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> like, the, how much pressure was on her? And, you know, it's still just like a gymnastics team, but her other teammates don't have that same pressure. You know, and if you're on four inches, it's still four inches for you. It's still four inches for her. And it's the fact that it, it was international, like literal world attention on her. It can break you down. It can, I mean, yeah. no matter who you are, you're still seeing things and reading things. Like even in this conversation, the comments for some reason froze for me. But, you know, I'm seeing things go by like shut up, blah, blah. And I'm just like, right, right. okay, then go away. You don't have to listen. Yeah. I'm not I'm not like forcing your phone to be on here, you know? Like, right. Absolutely. But and so extent, yeah. When you go through like your mental challenges or things that are tough or adverse, what do you do, you know, and how do you get through it or how do you get over it? Or what are you doing to try to get over it and try to get through it? Because for some of us it's different. Um mm -hmm. and everybody has a different approach to mental challenges or just life challenges. Like what is your go to to kind of like either heal it or, you know, dissolve it so you can be in a better space? Yeah. Um, when, when I was in my, like, really dark place a few months ago, yeah. I know meditation helps me. So I found um, a really good shifting out of depression um, playlist. So it played a bunch of different meditations um, on Insight Timer. So I had been, you know, Insight Timer was recommended to me. So I hopped on there and I found, I found one. And I actually ended up finding the girl who did one of the um, meditations that I really liked. Found her on Instagram. I was like, you're literally saving my life right now. Thank you. Oh. Um, and I, it, it was hours long. So I just played it to sleep, just, you know, trying to absorb things over, over time. So meditation is really helpful for me. I was trying to draw how it felt, even though I'm a terrible artist. Um, sometimes just pen on paper it can be scribbles it can be words it can be bullets it can be writing it can be uh you know artwork whatever you know whatever some kind of expression is to you some people like for my mom it's music right songwriting playing piano i have a you know i'm pole fitness so i can i can you know do a pole freestyle dance or something whatever can help you um emote is really good to let it out in some other way um yeah. Also, honestly, sunlight. And if you live in a place where it's really hard to get sunlight, it <laughs> yes. is tough. Yeah. Um, so you can get one of those like little happy lights that has the the right, uh, you know, color of the sunlight. But getting outside to putting your feet on the earth, like standing in grass, standing in dirt, standing on sand, to ground yourself, remind you that you're human, you're here, you're not alone. But I think what holds me or keeps me from really, really going 
and acting because I've lost two friends in the past year to to suicide. Um, One is yeah, it's it's interesting interesting to think about that because they actually did it and they're gone, you know. So that's something that reminds me. It's like on I I can't text him like he he followed through, and I wish I could have, I wish I could have helped them talk to them in some way and let them know that they're not alone. So the big thing for me is like okay, they did it because they felt alone, like no one else would understand. But I feel like I understood, which means that there are other people who understand. Um, So reminding my brain logically when it's in that place that this is not my own thought. I did not create this thought. I heard this thought. This is the thought of the human mind. There are others who feel this too. It's not that their problems are worse or less than, but I'm not alone in this feeling. Maybe my scenario or situation, people can't physically understand, but or mentally understand, but it is the emotion that we're feeling unites us. And then when I actually post on Instagram about that, the support and the relatability and the stories that I got was incredible. And I was like, well, what if brands see this? You know, are they going to, you know, not not bring me on because they think I can't handle it or it'll overwhelm me. I don't want to lose money or have, you know, my career suffer by just being yeah. honest. Yeah. But opportunities like this to talk about it because it's relatable. You, you never know. Like I had a buddy when I posted my uh, promotion for the event yesterday uh-huh. uh, for 11 years and he said he had five attempts. Mm. And you probably like, didn't know, right? Didn't even know. He was like, "Thank yeah. you so much for, for for speaking up and stepping up." And I'm like, "Yeah." And I didn't even know how to respond. I was just like, "Damn." Yeah. And so for me, because I'm in a psychological self help NLP neuro linguistic program, I'm always trying to study life and study the human mind. I'm into numerology. I'm into astrology. I'm into like deep stuff that doesn't show us the information we need to kind of understand us, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we have things about us that are natural, but we don't understand it because even the information is not there or no one, there's no blueprint to make it make sense. And one thing that stood out to me is the Kanye West interview he had on Drink Chance. And I've realized something about him. He, you know, he's a musical genius. genius. He says things that offend people and, you know, that's the spike thing. What I realized was that he said something that I knew. I said, listen, Kanye West is not crazy. We got to stop calling the man crazy. He yeah. knows what's going on. And mm-hmm. he said in the interview, he's like, you're not going to silence me. You're not going to counsel me. I'm not crazy. He's like, he, he was like, I'm worth nine billion. Like he was talking trash, but it's like, the guy is a genius, you know? Yeah. But we like to, I was telling a friend this the other day, we like to label people because we don't have the information to make their existence make sense. But right. we don't understand what that labeling does to their mind or their body. We have to yeah. stop that. Just because you don't understand, you know, Danielle Great Fit and how she gets down and how she does, like, doesn't mean you can label her so it can make sense for you so mm-hmm. you can be safe or comfortable. That's not fair. Sometimes yeah. you're not meant to understand a person. Because yeah. sometimes that person don't even understand themselves. Right. They just know gift or thing that vibrates through their soul to put out in the universe, right? Like you knew that you had to leave this desk job. You had, for you to think the way you thought about like, hold up, I'm crying about my clients. Yeah. yeah I'm leaving checks 
at the mm-hmm. gym for my for, for my other clients for the gymnastics. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can even put that together and have right. that opinion says a lot about how you do think about yourself and how you do think about life and what you want to bring. So that was just like, you know, a, a channel in time, right? That came through, you, you know, you channeled it to make yeah. you make a decision. Right, to act, and yeah. To act, and I think people like you and I, you know, and especially you, like we need people around us who love us for us, right? Mm-hmm. But not what we can do for them, not because how we make them feel, not because we can make them look good. Like, you know what, Dale? I don't care what you, you can have a fit, you can cry today, you can just sit there and do nothing. I'm going to still love you and be with you. I'm going to still have faith pray with you. What do you need? I'm here. I'm showing up. Fuck that. Sit down. Don't do nothing today. Yeah. I got, we need that support. When you're a performer, you need it. Yeah. But and you need others that understand that kind of burnout too. And it's not yeah. to say like, oh, you're not a performer, you're not an entrepreneur, you don't get it, you can't be around me. Yeah. It's just what especially when we're going through those times, that's kind of that's also why you see so many actors marrying other actors, because they get it too, you know? It's it's not that they don't like non actors, but they might have had an experience. Where, yeah. I mean, I was in a relationship in the past where he was like Oh, if you had to kiss somebody else on screen, we wouldn't be together. I was like, well, that's what? literally a job, but um, okay. So, like things like that, you know. Um, <laughs> there, yeah. there are certain values and certain perspectives that you, you just you want. There, when you're going through a rough time, there are certain people that you would want around you, and there are certain people that you wouldn't. Like, I have two best friends, and I was like, one of them, yes, please come be with me. The other one. No, that's not. I know. I know that's not going to work right now. <laughs> it's yeah. that's that's how you have to think about it. But and it's, and it's important to know that, right? That awareness, because yeah. other people can bring your energy down or amplify it. Mm-hmm. So right now in your life and your career, what is your intentions and what is the next two months, month left in a year hold for you? Where, where is your which? What's your big picture for you? My big picture is really trying to change as many lives globally as possible, like creating an impact, uh, creating a movement through Train Like a Gymnast, almost like Pilates or bar or CrossFit type of thing, like showing people, you can show up to, if I you know, have an event at a stadium, you can show up to a stadium with your friends with just a yoga mat or whatever, just or a blanket, and you can train like a gymnast for an hour or two with barely any space. Like, there is so much you can do. Yeah, people think, oh, I have to flip. I have to be bendy. Yeah, no, that's literally. Uh, right, right. <laughs> you don't. It's squat jumps. Yeah, we, can, we yeah. can work on stretching. But, like, everybody in the stadium or the room is going to be at a different – like, if I put you in a lunge and I put someone else in a lunge, everyone's still doing a lunge, but yeah. it's going to look different. <laughs> you're going to engage the same muscles. Everything – you're a human. So if you see – if you see Simone Biles doing a Biles on whatever event, you know, because she has 5 million of them, right? She's still a human and you're still a human. That means you have the capability to do that as well. You just don't have the training. Right. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's literally it. Like, you see someone doing the splits. Oh, I can't do the splits. I never could. Technically, you can because you're a human and you have two legs that can split. You're just, maybe you don't have the time to stretch. But if you stretch and you train the same way as someone else who has the splits, you can do the splits. Yes, there are more naturally flexible people. Yes, there are people who are built differently. But every sport has like a similar body type, but they're all different. 
So that's what I'm trying to show people is, okay, I want to create this movement of people realizing, oh, I can train like a gymnast. I don't have to compete. I don't have to be a gymnast. I don't have to wear a leotard, but I can still do stuff because I have a body and I'm human. Yeah. Um, so we have an app right now and it's like a dollar for the first month and 14.99 after that. And what I'm doing in that app is I'm putting in different beginner programs. I'm putting in like uh, skill focused programs. Like if you want a pistol squat, this is how yeah. you're going to build strength for a pistol squat. Um, there are stretching videos. There's also a mindfulness portion where I'm putting in meditations and productivity and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very holistic training behind train like a gymnast because there's think like a gymnast stretch like a gymnast all that kind of you know all those different angles eat like a gymnast nutritional stuff so that's kind of my big vision i'm really wanting to grow that to get as many people in there as possible trying a new you know way to move and i'm excited about it obviously i want to continue to help people in all the different ways i can i'm an ifit trainer so i teach live treadmill classes like just move your body find what you do best, live your life to the fullest. If you know you are good at something or you enjoy something, do more of that. Right. Yeah. I think that's special because I would, I always tell people say, look, someone's like, Oh, I'm just busy running around. And I said, well, look, at least you have something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Right. Have something that's naturally, it could be baking, it could be training, it could be speaking, it could be running. Mm -hmm. Do that. And maybe you can add value to someone else and show them and teach them. But sometimes we just need something to look forward to. That's why having exactly. a job and having a career gives you life, right? Because you have something to look forward to. You have goals to hit. You have things that you want to get to. But more importantly, I think for what you're doing, you're showing people because you're showing up. But then you're showing them how you show up and you're being vulnerable to make them understand like, look, I wasn't always here. But I had to get here and you can do it as well. Right. And it we think it's not a me think, right? Mm -hmm. Not about I, it's about we, because if I know you and you're struggling with something, you know, suffering in silence, how can I help you? So if something happens, I'm affected. Yeah. And I think fitness, just like gymnasts, when I ask you a question about, doesn't get enough acknowledgement because it has a general perception. Fitness is looking good, working out, moving. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, but it's not so much about how you look, it's more about how you feel. Feel. Mm-hmm. Motion, right? Motion yeah. is emotion. So you're you're opening people's body to expand their mind. So for definition, what is a gymnast? Because I have my interpretation or perception. Right. One who's flexible, who can do flips and do all these crazy things on a bar. That's mm -hmm. dangerous, scary. That's my perception. Right? Right. Right. <laughs> what is a gymnast? I would say that gymnasts are anyone who is using their body uh, in, in doing calisthenics. They're stretching, they're working on their strength, they're, they're working on their balance, their proprioception, uh, and that's honestly it. It's you use your body with, you know, you can do equipment or you can do body weight. It's just somebody who does calisthenic movement. So even, you know, down at Venice Beach, Santa Monica, on the rings and the bars and everything, I would consider them like gymnasts slash calisthenics athletes. Not in the like, gymnast but you know like that is what a gymnast is and i think a lot of times people also have the perception when you when you think of the word gymnast you think of a young girl and a leotard yep yes you do that is in my visual internal representation 
That's exactly what it is. That's yeah. crazy that you say that because that's right. my IR. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It's a little girl with no boobs. She's very like strong and kind of a little bit like this shaped and very defined. Hair in a bun or a ponytail, like that's yep. what we. Oh. And Damn. a lot of that came from the Carolis, which, as we've seen, the gymnastics world has like completely blown up um, since yeah, all of that. Everything. Everything has come out with all of the the abuse and the yeah, communistic the approach. Yeah. Um, but when you look back at Olympians from like the 40s and 50s, they're women. They're mm -hmm. like full grown women who look like women. And then yeah. you notice kind of after Nadia Comaneci, that's when it turned into what we visualize now. So wow. there is a big shift. Um, and a lot of gymnasts are speaking out about their own abuse, about how the sport needs to change, the people in charge need to change, because like the same concept, just because you turn 18 or 21 and you're done with college, that doesn't mean you have to stop gymnastics. And that's why part of training like a gymnast is we're trying to get a lot of gyms to open adult gymnastics classes. Because oh, yeah. why, why can't you go and try to learn a flip if you've always wanted to flip, like why? I always <laughs> wanted to go back to a back flip. Yeah. Oh, I can teach you easy. Flipping off of monkey bars, and I'm like, I'm too scared. I would do a round off, and then I'm yeah. like, I try to go do the backflip. No! Yeah. Guys are so easy to teach backflips, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, no, it's totally possible. I think it's like you got to have faith. Right? Yeah. Like, you got to trust yourself. Yeah. Or trust another person who's going to help lead you to the flip, because it says a lot about life, and I think that's the whole way to look at a gymnast. Like, they have phenomenal faith in themselves when they're out there and it's you need a coach to help you because a lot of times yeah. you know you'll just be scared on the beam like wiping your sweat and, and your coach is like go and you're like but if i do this yeah. wrong like I'm, I'm gonna be paralyzed so i have to do it right you know like your brain is thinking that it's that level and that's why simone like with the twisties it's literally life or death like if she landed wrong on her neck like she's done patience even process that thought right, right? It, it's it's crazy because like, okay, if you're doing soccer, playing soccer, and, like, you could sprain an ankle, or you get a concussion, but it's really, really hard to break your neck in soccer. Like, you have to be actively trying to break your neck in soccer. Um, so it's it's that level of, of seriousness in and, and these little girls' brains, right? And we're telling them, okay, well, when you get older, you're heavier, you're higher risk. Coaches can't help you, so it's more dangerous, and you should probably stop, which is, no, that's wrong. We need to maintain. We need to continue moving for our entire lives, and adult gymnastics classes are a perfect way to do that, and it's kind of in demand, too, ever since we saw Chelsea Memel, who was a 2008 Olympian, and she made a comeback after having two kids, mm. and she was competing at a, na a national level. Internet, well, yeah, national level, and it, it, it inspired so many people to get back into it this summer, which was really exciting to see. So, I don't even remember your question, but I just got like on a roll. <laughs> like I've, I won't say the reporter's name, but he spoke highly on Simone and what's the young lady who played tennis? What's her name? Uh, um, of Wimbledon or Olympics? Yes, I know who you're and, talking about. Like from his perspective, I was like, okay, I get it. He's like, no, you can't just use mental health as a cop out. Like, mm -hmm. you got to show up. And when you show up, you got to perform. And that's just what it is because I was a professional athlete. And I was like, yeah, you know, you know, you just got to do. But then when you get new information, right, and you understand what really goes on in that process and you understand what's going through a person's body and mind, 
you learn to have more compassion and grace for the person because you don't know what it's like to be that because you wasn't doing that sport. Even right. if you were great, I can't force you to do something because I feel like you should have enough uh, uh, guts or will to keep going because you don't know what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And that yesterday, I knew it was someone there who was there by themselves, right? And, and I made sure that everyone like hugged each other or hugged themselves. And the young lady came up, she lost her daughter 10 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. I, saw it. I herself in the light of supporting the life of her daughter. And yeah. it made me think like, by just showing up like we do on this live right now, you don't know who's watching. You don't know who's gonna be listening. Mm -hmm. But show up the best way we know to be authentic and to be vulnerable and to be open brings a lot of light and a lot of dark spaces that we have no clue about. So right. I what you're doing and the route you're on your path, like keep it up. I mean, I always say progress equals happiness. Um, on another note, in your career, in your business, what's working for you and what do you think is your greatest challenge right now? Greatest challenge is rebuilding after COVID uh, because I was Respect. really smart at the, uh, the end of 2019 as it was kind of getting harder to like retain people in our virtual program. And I was like, all right, 2020 is the year of all in-person events. We're going to have retreats. We're going to do workshops. Let's go. So I dissolved the virtual program and boom. So that was stupid. Um, but I couldn't have known, you know? So now it's kind of just rebuilding that, um, getting, getting people back into the virtual side because it was so cool. We had people across the world. We had people sending gifts to each other across the country for like Secret Santa and Valentine's Day, whatever it was, right? And I missed that camaraderie. And yeah. the in-person events were good. But as I was just explaining in another interview this morning, at the end of last year for our second retreat, it was tough because we didn't, we had, I think, two paying retreaters. And it's hard because retreats are a lot of upfront costs. You have to have a place to be able to market it to get people to want to sign up. You can't just be like, hey, come somewhere, you know. Um, so there's a lot of upfront costs and you're just hoping that it works. But it was really hard to get people to, one, want to travel, two, be with a bunch of strangers, um, and then three, spending a lot of money when people are saving. So that those kind of challenges are tough right now business-wise. Um, so that's why the app is super accessible and I'm, and I'm really pushing that because I want that to be where I just like put all of my energy and yeah. anybody who wants to get stronger, more flexible. And how do you find the app? Is it on your, is, is it in your link in your bio? Is it a yeah. website? Yeah. Link in my bio or train like a gymnast app.com. Either way, train like a gymnast.com. You can find it too. Um, but it's, it's me. And, um, right now we have, uh, two other coaches, Andrea and Megan, who are, uh, are stretch like a gymnast instructors. So that's, that's on there until December 1st, um, just to kind of give people like extra stretching fun stuff. So that's, that's the way to, to really, to really focus. That's our main thing. We will still do retreats and workshops, but it's kind of on hold right now. So the retreats, what does that consist of? Do you do that like once a month? You do it every quarter? Like, no, these you... are big, these are big retreats. So last year we did two. My goal is three a year um but we do five day four night retreats in like we did hawaii in 2020 we did like tahoe last year this year we did park city um so a bunch of different places i'm trying to go somewhere warmer for this next one hopefully in 2022 um so yeah it's personal development it is training at gymnastics it's stretching 
It's doing a lot of mindfulness, meditation, journaling, human connection. Uh, it's incredible. People are breaking through traumas. We've had people sign with their dream agency. We've had people having difficult conversations with their, um, with their parents. We've had people uh, starting businesses. We've had people leaving jobs. We've had people um, just getting back in touch with themselves. We, it, it's, it's incredible. The kind of transformations that happen at these retreats. It's so much more than gymnastics, but you're around people who have gymnastics, either uh, background, they, it, you know, like to do that kind of stuff, but it's people who like personal development too. That's a beautiful business model. Mm -hmm. Because as human beings, what do we want? Human connection. Yep. And when you people that can relate to yep. a subject or topic, and then you kind of get in the nuts and bolts of the machine or the system, mm -hmm. you open up Pandora's box to so many different ideas, you know, ideologies, pains, hardships. Yeah. Wow, you thought that as well? I thought I was the only one. Or you, <laughs> you, have, you know, I was talking to a friend yesterday and he's like, man, I should be in the Hall of Fame. I sacrificed so much blood, sweat, and tears. I averaged like 20 points in my career. Like, I don't get it. You know, and I'm just like, and in my mind, I'm like, I can't tell them not to be that way because I don't understand what that feels like, right? To go to a yeah. D1 college, get a scholarship, to sacrifice so much of your time, your right. energy, and your mind for sport to make the people, the boosters, the, the, the organization, whoever, happy. Where are you like, where's my just due? Where's my acknowledgement? Can I get some, you know, get some love I put in? And I think people don't care. They just want you to perform and not think what it takes to be uh, you, but I would love to know more about those retreats, by the way. Did you guys have like a video or like some information? Because yes. I had an yes. idea of creating a retreat, but I like that, you know, mindfulness, um, meditation, and just the whole culture of uh, gymnastics. What, uh, what people do you study from a self-development space or what books are you reading or courses you've taken or like what's, what got you into like, you know, self-development i've been in it for a long time and i love it so i'm just yeah. curious like what you're reading what you're into so it's funny i really think back to i think i was 14 when i first watched the secret like uh -huh. and then i mean there's so much more now but like that's what i when i first started like visualization and everything but that was right at the end of like right before i stopped um gymnastics so it just transitioned or yeah it transferred into the rest of my life so uh, the Secret, I read like The Magic, The Power, all of those different ones, focusing on intention setting. Um, and then I've always just kind of loved reading self-help, self-development, personal development, all that kind of stuff. Just how can I get better? How can I continue to grow? And then um, I watched, I had always heard of Tony Robbins, but I watched. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not your, guru. your guru. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was crying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I had a difficult conversation with my dad after watching that. Um, and then that kind of started my interest in like, okay, what else is out there? Uh, there's Dean Graziosi. There's um, Joseph McClendon III. I was on his podcast. Um, I went to Unleash the Power Within. So I walked across fire. That was fun. Um, Get it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Firewalker. Uh, but that... I think of my life almost as like a, a pre-2019 and a post-2019 because of like how it changed, how I view things. Um, 
and then I went to my my friend's retreat in Hawaii and then that that's kind of what started and I was like okay I've been on one now now I can lead one I know what to expect um and then I've just been to a bunch of different like through Boss Babe um through yeah I've done a lot of different things different seminars (laughs) oh yeah what what, uh what sign are you by the way I'm a Libra Oh, wow. Lucky Libras. Happy belated. <laughs> Your birthday. Thank you. September 26th. Oh, wow. Okay. September Libra. Libras are great. I love Libras. They're very observant. They're very talented. <laughs> At scale and place, you know? Yeah. Which drives some people crazy. They're like, make a decision. Is it this or that? Well, yeah. it depends because if it's this, then it's this. And it's that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so when you're a Libra. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is. I don't know. Then it can be indecisive. Like my manager right. is a Libra. Accountant and lawyers are Libra. So it's like I love Libras. Like get them. Like it's it's yeah. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? you I'm a Pisces. You're Pisces. Yeah. yeah. So you yep. know, intuitive, sensitive. You know, we feel all the feels and. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So you've done a lot of work, a lot of research. So. Brene Brown goal? too. I totally forgot about her. Oh my god. <laughs> What's her name? Brene Brown. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I she, love her. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what's the like, big goal of yours, like, if the next five years, if you have any or something you will want to accomplish other than impacting millions yeah. and millions of people, like for you, per se, as an individual? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the impact is like five, 10 years, I want to host like, big events with people. But yeah. for me as a person, I guess I, I really personal. I yeah. want to buy a house in Vegas, because I'm done with yeah. LA. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to um, get to a point, you know, where, and of course, I feel like this is everybody's goal, but I want the financial independence where um, there's, there's more than enough to cover all the basics, and then I can, you know, live more. I want, I want to take more classes. I don't want to think, oh, well, if I want to yeah. go here, then I have to, you know, I, I want to just be like, I am, yeah. I am fine. And there's no really specific number for that. It's more of a feeling because uh, I find when we focus on numbers, yeah. it's limiting. Right. Yeah. And then the universe is like, okay, here's like $1 more. Cause you wanted more money. Right. $1 is more money, you know? So you it's, want, it's that emotion. Vortex. Abraham yeah. Hicks talks about vortex, the feeling, the frequency of, you can't really put a number on it because then you'll limit yourself. It right. could be a billion dollars. It could be a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Be, you know, ten thousand. You know, who knows? Right. But I think the, that intention and that thought, those thoughts are it's just it's powerful that you even like understand that. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like I don't know if you have an analytical mind, but the way you break down the information to make it make sense, mm-hmm. because you can tap yourself out. I want to make a six figures a year. Okay, you want to make okay a hundred thousand. Yeah. Or do you right. make seven hundred thousand? Mm-hmm. The big difference, <laughs> right? So it's uh, I just think it's it's vital for people to kind of like open up, believe in themselves, like you said, but go after it. I think the thing that I take away from this interview is that you're willing to do the work, you're willing to show up, but more importantly, you're following what you feel and what you felt to yeah. be where you are. And I think anyone listening, anyone who's going to see this. If you feel it and it's strong, I think you should go for it. And don't yeah. try to make sense for you not to do it, right? Because- and there were a couple of things, like, I mean, honestly, I, I 
decided to turn down that promotion because I would rather fall flat on my face trying than yeah. be like 20, 40 years in the, in the future. And I'm like, what if I had, you know, done that? So there, that was, that was a big one for me too. And, um, just, yeah, I, I it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you did it, you're doing it. And I think that's just a celebration within itself for you, because as, as people who work on ourselves and work for ourselves, it's constant like, okay, what's next? When does the next gig come in? When does the next opportunity? Yeah. And then you start realizing, hey, I am the gig. Right. I am the opportunity. How do I become more of a value yeah. in the space to attract, right? How do I be on that frequency to get that big gig or big thing? Or what is that big, 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 big deal or big gig? Like, you know, like, what is it? And it's constant work and, you know, showing up for yourself and being available for others. So I just want to say yeah, thank you. And something that I just realized recently was that, oh, when I was working a desk job, like at this salary per year, I was like buying lunch for people because I was good. And I was like, oh, yeah, come over for this, you know, and I just felt like I, I could because there was that stability. And interestingly enough, I'm making over double of what I was making there now. And I feel like, oh, no, can I afford that? Because there's a little, and I'm still working on it, a little bit of scarcity because you're an entrepreneur. It's like, it's up to you. And you don't know if you're going to get another job. Like, you're just hoping. And there, there's less stability. So I totally understand for people that I was like, I, I want to know how much I'm making so I can live this life that I want to. And so entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Ooh. But for those of you who are like, I want this, I'm willing, I like risk, I like variety, then you definitely need to follow it at some point in your life. Give it a go. Cause give it a go. Make more give yeah. go. Danielle, yeah. you've been great. This has been an awesome interview. Thank you for your energy, your time and your word, inspiration and wisdom. Where could people find you? Where could people sort you out? Like I know Instagram you're here, but if you have any other places where people can follow and find out more information. Yeah. So Instagram at Danielle Gray Fit is my main home. <laughs> That's where I'm most active in my stories and posting. Um, of course, I'm on TikTok, not as often. Um, I'm on Facebook. I, I know. Um, and YouTube. I'm trying to vlog more stuff. I know I need to do it. So hold me to it, peoples. Okay? I'm... <laughs> oh, you, DG Fit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's all the same. Danielle Gray fit pretty much everywhere. I think you yeah. can find me. So Are you on Twitter. Oh yeah, I'm on Twitter too. But oh. I literally just post like from my Instagram to Twitter. So. Are you on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. Have a fan. Yep. Okay. Yep. Everywhere. Just learn. Look, Danielle Gray. Uh, find me. She's there. Danielle Gray fit. And we. I did that she was a ninja warrior and she also uh an i fit trainer so yes. are you still on those platforms can people find you on those platforms so they didn't or hear my run on ninja warrior but it's fine um but i fit yes i'm still i'm still doing live channel classes on i fit um my fabletics fit uh workouts will be going live on their app soon and then of course my own train like a gymnast app i'm a, i'm yeah i'm on a bunch of different like fitness platforms um so there are ways to work out with me there are ways to train if you're not on like our email list that's kind of how we keep 
people up to up to date. So trainlikeagymnast.com is the best place if you're interested in learning more about that um, to get to get started. Yeah. yeah we, oh, Danielle, just want to say thank you once again. Continue to spread and share your light and wisdom. We need more people like you in this space. And uh, yeah. thank you to Bigger Talks podcast yeah. today. I have edition. Yes. Thank you so much. It was so fun. I appreciate being on here and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you to everyone who is listening as well. Yeah. Be safe. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah. So Danielle, great fit. Go follow her right now. She's amazing. You heard her story. She's inspirational. She's also vulnerable and authentic. And she shows up. She showed up today. So follow her and find her on all her platforms, YouTube, iFit, um, everything else, uh, trainlikeagymnast.com, and get some more insight and info on her. Guys, that's it. I'm out. I'm Eric Bigger. This is another episode of Bigger Talks, IG Live edition. You guys have a phenomenal day. Be safe. I'm out.